Hey sis, welcome to the When Marriage Hurts podcast. I'm your host, Ola Davis. My mission is to help Christian women in painful marriages become aware of the marriage lies our society and religion has programmed our heads with. Are you tired of marriage advice that always blames you for whatever goes wrong in your marriage? Have you attended all the marriage seminars seeking help only to be blamed and shamed for your marriage problems? Has your marriage become the source of your greatest pain? Have you lost hope of being happily married? Are you just hanging in for the sake of your kids? I've been there before. I know what it is like to feel alone in marriage, yet feel trapped by the wedding vows that I made. Together, we will discover scriptural truths that set us free from the pain so that healing can begin. Oh yeah, let's shake some tables. Hello sisters, it is your girl here, Ola Davis, and I'm back with another episode. Um, I'm kind of excited about today. It's been a good day, especially because I'm not recording from my phone today, and you can probably tell from the from the quality, I hope. <laughs> So I'm recording uh, from my computer today, so I'm using my mic, I'm using my microphone, and it's been quite a while that I've been able to do that, so, you know, for your sakes, I'm just glad that I could do this today. Yes, so this is episode number, shoot, what number is this? It's episode number 62. Wait a minute. I hope I'm right. Uh, oh my goodness. You know, I, I probably sound very disorganized right now, but I promise you I checked this before recording and <laughs> I'm not sure what happened. Yeah. So I'm correct about that. It's episode number 62. And on this one, I want to talk about something that I have talked about on this episode, on this podcast, um, and that's about really exploring whether what you're going through is abuse or not. Now, I know that for some of you, you're already at the point where you're like, oh, this is definitely abuse, what I'm going through. I'm just, it's such a big mess now, and I don't know what to do. But then I also think that there are some ladies that, you know, they're just like, okay, I hear you. Everything you're saying sounds reasonable. Um, I can even hear similarities between what you're describing and my marriage, but I just don't feel like I'm being abused. I just don't. I just don't think this is me. But then this woman keep coming back to the podcast to listen more. And I I just want to honor that. You know, the fact that they're open-minded, they're pretty sure that this, you know, their marriage situation isn't abuse, but they're still open to learning more about what constitutes abuse. 
So how about we dedicate this episode to those ladies? And even for those of us that we already acknowledge that what we're going through is abuse, it still serves you to listen to the episode because abuse can, you know, is pretty much like an onion and there are so many layers to peel. Um, I knew I was being abused and then I made a decision to leave my marriage, right? But I'm telling you, two years out, almost two, it's going to be two years in November that I left my marriage, two years out and there are still things that I'm learning there. I'm coming into the realization of things that I didn't even think about before to consider abuse. So abuse is, is just like a big bulb of onion that you keep peeling and you keep finding this many layers right so i think you would um even if you're sure that what you're experiencing is abuse this episode is still going to be a valuable one okay now if you just recently bombed into the podcast and you haven't really listened to the episodes at this point we're at number 62 But it's okay, don't feel like you have to start from episode 1 to 61 to listen to this, no. Um, You can just listen to episode number 35, which kind of provides, um, how do I describe episode number 35? It It kind of gives you a basic understanding of what abuse is and what it's not let me just put it that way um so it it kind of prepares your mind you could say for this one and even if you're short on time and you can't you're, you're not able to listen to episode number 35 right now that is still okay you can still come into this one as a complete newbie and it's all right okay it's not it's not high school. You don't have to do the first year before the second year. You get what I mean? So it's still, it's totally fine. But if you had have the time, I think episode 35 is a good one. Yes. So, um, what do we call this episode? Episode number 62. I'll think of something to call it. I can't think of a title right now, but so the way that I've, decided that this would go would be i'm gonna be reading quiz questions disclaimer i did not come up with this quiz questions i did not compose this this is taken from natalie offman's blog called flying free and i'm gonna put the link in the show notes okay so you know you can all, I would, I highly encourage you to check it out after listening to the podcast and go through the quiz for yourself. Um, yeah, so she has this wonderful 14 questions that she's compiled to help you answer if what you're really going through is abuse or not, because there's forms of abuse that's eating and it's even difficult for the for the 
for the target or the victim to realize they've been abused. So I'm going to go through these questions one by one. And these are like simple, they are, they are, um, I don't want to, well, they are simple questions because you, you have only three options. It's either yes, no, or a maybe. And I'll just encourage you try not to take so much time in answering these questions. Um, it's a good thing that you have a choice of maybe. So if you are on a question and you're like, well, I don't know. It does it, but not all the time. Don't dwell too much on it. It's either yes, no, or a maybe. And some of you are going to be like me. Two years ago when I came across this quiz, um, actually, I'm not sure if it's the same one. I, I think I went through... She had a quiz in her book that had more questions and I was desperately trying to answer no to as much questions as possible because I was in denial. Ladies, I was in denial. I did not want to believe that I was being abused, even though at that point I knew it. I knew I had been abused, but because some things had changed or so I thought because you know, when I knew for sure I was being abused, I did, I wasn't financially independent. Now, when I was doing this a similar quiz two years ago, I was financially independent and I did not want to believe that I was still being abused. I wanted to believe that things had changed. So I was trying to answer no to as many questions as possible. But there were some questions that I just, it, it would just be flat out lying if I answered a no. So I answered yes to those and, you know, it still came up with the fact that I was being abused. It was so disheartening and you're going to feel that way too. Um, if you've, especially if you've been ignorant of this or if you've just been in denial. So putting that out, this is going to hurt. Yeah. So let's dive right in, dive right into it. Ladies, I have um, Invisalign in my teeth, so <laughs> I'm going to have it for the next several months. So sometimes it's going to sound like I can't pronounce words properly, but I promise you it's because of the aligners in my teeth. Okay, number one, does your partner blame you for his behavior, choices, and attitudes? Does he fail to keep personal responsibility and instead lay the responsibility for the relationship on you. And I like that she kind of puts a little explanation underneath that. It says, does he deny, justify, and minimize his behavior instead of taking personal responsibility for it? So you're going to answer yes, no, or maybe. Now, if I'm just going to pause here to quickly say this. If you've been married for like three years and you can only remember one time that your husband blamed you for some, for their behavior, you know, maybe you haven't really noticed the pattern you know, that's fine. But for the most part, when you're answering these questions, 
think of something they've done more than once like it's not a mistake it's not a one-off thing you've kind of noticed the pattern right okay number two does he turn discussions into arguments and blame you for starting the arguments or criticize you for your perspectives do you feel like there is never any conflict resolution and that the only way to keep peace is to sweep things under the rug um i'll explain this further have you always had bad experiences bringing up issues with your spouse to discuss and you try your best to bring it up as neutral as possible but somehow it turns into an argument and they just they always blame you for this argument they don't take any responsibility and you feel like the only way you can coexist with them in the marriage is just to overlook stuff and sweep it under the rug yes no or maybe number three is it critical of your interests your hobbies your choice of clothing your personal style your friendships fears hope and dreams are you unable to be you in the relationship for fear of annoying or bothering him so do you find yourself shrinking back or suppressing some aspects of your personality so that you don't annoy or bother your husband number four if you disagree with him does he accuse you of being disrespectful or disobedient to him or god does he use Bible verses to control what you think and how you show up for him? This one, you, you know, you shouldn't have any trouble answering this one. If you're married to a guy that anytime you don't do what he wants, it's like, oh, you're not being submissive. You're being disrespectful. You disobey me. You, you, you're even disobedient to God because the Bible says such and such, and you're not doing that. Yeah, that's what they're descri describing here. Um, number five, is your partner dishonest? Does he leave out information with the intent to mislead? or hide something from you does he say things happened that didn't that's called gaslighting <laughs> likewise does he say things didn't happen that did you know that's gaslighting right there where they when they deny your reality or they make stories up or they deny what actually happened so it says do you find it difficult to trust your partner and does this leave you feeling insecure and confused? Yes, no, or maybe. Number six, does he chronically say he will do something but doesn't always follow through with his commitments? Now, notice it says, does he chronically? Because this has to be, for this to be a yes, there has to be a pattern of your spouse doing this. So if you can only think of, oh, we said he was going to mow the lawn last weekend and he didn't do it. And that's the only thing you can really think of that he hasn't followed through on. 
you know that's not <laughs> that's not a yes here it has to be something chronic there has to be a clear pattern where he would make promises he will say oh i'm gonna do this on monday oh i'm gonna do this next week oh i'm gonna do this by christmas but he never does he never follows through and when you try to bring it up and remind him he turns it into an argument he gets upset that's what we're talking about here and he says do you so this is still part of question six do you feel anxious and responsible for managing him okay moving on number seven does he respect your boundaries do you feel like you can't say stop or no without suffering emotional and verbal consequences this one can be a tough one to answer if you've been steeped in the abuse for so long because when we've been emotionally abused for so long we feel like we don't even have a right to say stop we feel like we don't have a right to say no we feel like we don't have a right to say i don't want you calling me that i don't want you speaking to me that way please stop raising your voice at me we feel like we're not in a position to say those things when we've been in this kind of toxic relationship for so long um, but do you, if you feel like you can't say stop because, and it doesn't matter what the consequences are, even if they're not physically abusive, if you feel like, oh, if I say stop, or if I say no, he's going to mope, he's going to give me the silent treatment. Those are consequences. Those are emotional consequences. So if you feel like you can't say stop or no without suffering emotional and verbal consequences then your answer to this one is going to be a yes. Number eight, does he control things in your life? Like your finances, your relationships, your time, your parenting, where you go and when you go. Is he like the overall decision maker in the relationship? Again, you know, for some of us, it might feel like, well, he's the husband. Shouldn't he be the decision maker? Because, you know, this is how the church has programmed our minds. But a marriage is a partnership, my dear. A marriage is a partnership. Decisions should be made together. You should be a part of the decision making. If you are in a marriage where you are not treated any better than your children... In other words, you're treated like a child when it comes to decision-making. But when it comes to responsibilities, you are shouldering those responsibilities as an adult. You're doing much of the parenting, but then your husband always finds fault with how you do it. Whether or not you earn an income is irrelevant to this question. Even if you're a stay-at-home mom and he makes the money, and then he's like, yeah, so that means I have to make all the decisions as well. Yeah, that's control right there. Does he try to control your time? So maybe you're like, oh, I want to visit my parents next weekend or whatever. And he's like, no, you can't do that. And, you know, they don't always say that in a way that sounds malicious. 
So they could, I remember my ex-husband would say something like, oh, no, 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 don't go see your dad this weekend. And I'll be like, why? And I'll be like, well, you know, I'd like us to go together. So let's make it end of the month. I'll have some time to go with you then. And I thought, well, okay. I mean, sounds good. It's a good thing that he wants to spend time with my dad too, right? And because I was so, <laughs> I was so naive. Um, yeah, it took me many years to realize, no, that's not normal. It shouldn't stop you from seeing your dad whenever. If he wants to go see your dad too, he could go do that on his own time. So, yeah. Um, so does it try to control your relationships, your time with your family, your friends, when you see them, how much you see them? Does it try to control that? Either by saying, don't, no, you can't see them, or maybe by using some other subtle tactics, like when you tell them, oh, I'm going to, you know, have lunch with my friend on Saturday, and it's like, okay, and then Saturday comes, and he starts moping around. It never really says you shouldn't go, but it tries to control you emotionally by acting like you're abandoning him or like whining or something that those are also subtle forms of control okay number nine does he regularly put his own needs and wants above yours and expect you to comply so this is talking about someone that has no consideration for you whatsoever he just does what's convenient for him and he doesn't care that you are inconvenienced. Does he do that on a regular basis? Do you feel like you are the one making all the sacrifices in the relationship? Like you're just there to make their lives better and they don't have to do anything in return? Okay. Number 10. Is he often uninvolved? in the emotional burden of raising the family and running the household does he only show up when he feels like it or when it suits him or when others are looking and you would usually see this in marriages that already have children or at least have at least a child where you are the one who's carrying a lot of the emotional burden of raising the family of running the household but you don't even feel like this isn't how it should be because maybe that's how things were with your own parents maybe you're surrounded by married couples where that's just how things go you know that's just the role women play maybe you've even been taught by the church that this is how this is <laughs> This is how God wants a godly woman to run a home. So this one, yeah, don't be in a hurry to answer this one. Think about it, you know, try to get outside the box of whatever society or religion has conditioned you to believe. Because guess what? You shouldn't live like a single mother while you're married. The emotional burden of raising the family and running the household should be shared. Okay. Moving on to number 11. 
Does he create an environment where he does everything right while you do it wrong? So essentially, this is asking, is he the kind of person that you could never do anything right? The way you talk to the children, he has a problem with that. And well, maybe there are times that you talk to the children in a way that's not right and he tries to correct you and you're like, well, maybe that's not a problem. But is this, does this become a thing where nothing you do is ever right? When you cook dinner, he complains about dinner. And maybe he even does this in front of the children. He complains about how you clean the house, how you cook dinner, how you um, act as a mother towards your children. Even your job, if you have a job outside of the home, like he just complains about everything you do. He belittles you. He criticizes you on a daily well, let me not say daily, on a regular basis. Like this is like just an ongoing thing. Number 12, does he withhold communication or affection, withdrawing for hours or even for days when you displease him? Do you often feel lonely, sad, and confused? So this is when they just are distant towards you and you have to keep guessing what did i do wrong what did i did i say something essentially you're walking on eggshells number 13 does he focus on meeting his own needs in bed while disregarding yours oh my goodness so this is talking about sex now does he ever force you to have sex when you don't want to so maybe you're tired, maybe you don't feel well. Do they try to guilt you into having sex? And some of them do this so cleverly. Like my ex-husband, he would just be like, oh, okay, if you don't want to, that's fine. If you don't want to, that's okay. Um, do you want me to massage your back? You know, say I was, I said I was tired or something. He would offer to like massage my back, which you would think, oh, how romantic. But guess what? That usually turns into sex. <laughs> because it's just a subtle way of manipulation. So it would offer me a massage. And that's, you know, that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is someone who just guilts you and is like, but you know the Bible says that your body belongs to me. Like they, they twist the scriptures and say things like, well, you can't deny me because blah, blah, blah. And you know what I mean? They go ahead and do it anyway. Or if you don't let them do it, they just find some other way to punish you. Maybe by giving you the silent treatment. And then number 14, I think this is the last question. Yep. Number 14, does trying to solve your partner's problems and manage his emotions take up a lot of your thoughts and emotional energy? Is solving the confusion in your marriage something you think about a lot? And I could totally relate to this one. I had no problem answering this question because at that time, my thought life had been take, taken over by my marriage. Constantly thinking of how to fix it. Constantly thinking of how to fix it. Constantly 
looking for resources, constantly trying to make sense of what's going on. Like you're just in that space where you can't really be present. Even when you're attending events, you're never a hundred percent there because when you try to be present for a little while, your mind goes back to your marriage, goes back to, you know, whatever foolishness your husband is doing at that moment, you're, you're like, okay, something's gone wrong here. It wasn't this way when we first got married. Now I don't, I'm just so confused. Is it me? Is it him? Do we need counseling? How do I fix this? Like your life is just, your thought life is practically taken over by this stuff. That's a sign. That's an important sign right there that you're being emotionally abused. So that's all I have for you ladies. I really encourage you to, um, I know you're probably you know, following with me as I was reading out the quiz questions, but I still encourage you to go on the blog on Natalie's blog. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes, go on there and answer the questions for yourself. And I think she also offers like the first chapter of her book or something for free on there. Um, and guys, this is not, <laughs> this is not like a sponsored episode. Okay. I don't get paid to do this stuff, but I, this is something that really helped me when I was in a place of confusion and denial. And I believe it's going to help you as well. And that's why I am putting it on the podcast. All right. Um, yeah, so I'll put the link in the show notes and I just want to say thank you to everyone that's showed up on Instagram, on the Facebook group. Um, the Facebook group is called at when marriage hearts and Instagram account is also at when marriage hearts. Now the Instagram account is public. Anything you comment on there, anybody can see. Um, but the Facebook group is private. Okay. You can post on there. If you don't feel comfortable posting on there with your Facebook profile, um, Facebook name, you can also post anonymously. Um, so thank you. I appreciate you. Those of you that have messaged me saying that the podcast has been helpful. I'm so grateful for your feedback. Um, and I'm just going to leave you with this words of encouragement. Jesus would never leave you nor forsake you. I know that's a hard thing to believe when you're going through a tough time in your marriage, but I want you to know that even at the times that you feel alone and lonely, I want you to know that Jesus is right there with you. He feels your pain when you are alone in your bedroom or in the shower and you cry because of what's happening in your marriage. I want you to know that his heart bleeds as well. And until the next time that I will be back here on the podcast, I want to say have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you. Has this podcast blessed you? If yes, please head over to Apple Podcasts, When Marriage Hurts, 
and leave a written review for the show. It would be such a blessing to me to know that this show has impacted you in some ways. Also, share this podcast with a friend. Let's spread the word. Lastly, if you would like to be a part of a community of like-minded women of faith who are on a journey to living the best life God has for them despite their marriage challenges, join our Facebook group, When Marriage Hurts. Until next time, remember the words of Jesus. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest.